everyone, welcome to another episode of The Stone Genius. My name is Ro, I'm The Stone Genius, you know me, I'm often stoned, always a genius. I will tell you, I am not stoned enough for about what's to happen. Um, I have a guest on the show, and we're still trying to come up with a name. So have we come up with a name yet, guest? Train wreck. No, that's what this this is going to be. No matter how long this is going to be, I am full. And I, everyone loves a story about a train wreck. We're the only two involved in this train wreck, but everyone else gets to hear that. <laughs> how about Toast the Goat? Um, no, I like Crackleberry. <clears throat> What's up, Crackleberry? That's, that is it. That is your new nickname. So I guess I can't say how we know each other then, can I? Or uh, can I? I mean, you can. It's a. It's, it's not illegal. No, but, but do you want people? You are so concerned that people are going to know who you are. And here's the thing about a podcast, because I've run into this with a lot of people. When I was starting 180 plus episodes ago, I was trying to find guests. And so I was asking people that I knew. And a lot of them were like, oh, I don't want to be on because everyone's going to, I'm like, who the fuck is going to listen to you? I mean, first of all, unless, unless someone, unless you tell them you're on my show, no one's going to know. And if they stumble across my show anyway, wouldn't that be cool to go for one day? Cause I will tell you, this has happened to me before where I've been out and someone will be like, do you do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's the name of it? And I'll tell them, and they'll show me on their phone they actually listen to my podcast. <laughs> That's so, really funny. It is. But um, so I don't think you're going to have to worry too much. The only people that will know who you are is who you tell. And I really, I, I, I totally misjudged the amount of drugs I was going to need for this. Oh, do you need more? I do. Uh, actually, I'm waiting for my muscle relaxant for my back to kick in. And during that time, I'm hitting my friend Bongi a lot. That's my bong. Bongi. I kind of, I kind of figured. The funny thing is, I used to make fun of our kids because we would get like a goldfish and they would name it Goldie or a hamster and they'd name it Hammy. And so I was, I was like... How how am I as a genius able to breed children that are so ineffective at coming up with animal names? But then I name my bong Bongy. So so I, I'm guessing we know where that comes from. So what do you? I wonder where they get it from. So what do you want the audience to know about you? What what of your background? What are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about? Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk. What are we talking about? I don't know. Um, I want to hear about life your story? life. I want, yeah, I want to okay. hear about your life story. So, do okay, you, so the, did you grow up in the Midwest? This, yes, I, I've always been here. I grew up here, and living here is pretty much a train wreck because of all of the. Can I talk about politics? You can talk about whatever you want. Crackleberry. Okay. Well, <clears throat> that's a uh, Crackleberry punch to you, but anyway. That that'd be a good uh, name for a strain. If that's not a name of a strain of cannabis, it should be Crackleberry Punch. 
I know some so guys. I I'm going to see if they can create a new strain. If it's not already out there, they'll name it Crackleberry Punch. But you get none of the proceeds <laughs> from that. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry I interrupted. Go ahead, Crackleberry. No, it's okay. It's cool. Um, I Sometimes I hate living in the Midwest because this is right where all of the Christian extremists live. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, can I ask, have you traveled much? No, I really fucking wish I did. So uh, how far, uh, like, uh, like, what's the furthest destination, either by car or by plane? What, what, have you traveled by, by plane? Yes. Okay. And I don't mean, so I, because I've traveled by plane so much in my life, sometimes I sound condescending if I ask someone. But I do know that, like, my on... And I was adopted, but on my biological side, I do know that there that some of my family members were had never been on a plane before, which I thought was so. That's why I asked. So you have been on a plane. So you have done some traveling. Where's the most exotic place you would say you've been? <laughs> if I've been um, <clears throat> an aquarium, <laughs> where was the aquarium? I don't even remember, but it was this really cool aquarium. I believe it was in Kansas City, Missouri, somewhere. It could have been also in Kansas, because you know. Now Kansas doesn't have no. Kansas doesn't have cool things like that. It'd be on the Missouri side. Yeah. So okay. So really you went cool to. So go. what's the? So how far have you traveled outside the Midwest? Okay, so I've been to Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe you went to an aquarium I, there. I think they have a gigantic aquarium there. No, I have not. It was not in the Atlantic. Okay. Sorry. Atlantic. So when I was in Atlanta, Georgia, I was doing this Danny Johnson conference because my parents were listening to this Danny Johnson person. I, I don't, don't know if you know who I do not know who Danny Johnson is. Can you enlighten me and the the listeners? Um, she's this crazy lady that she talks like this and she really talks loud and fast and wow, she just is really exu- exuberant. Is and that what good or bad? About, what she talks about is um how to sell yourself. So at like, the time I was like I am never going to become a salesperson because I thought that salespeople were sleazy. But then I sort of was like, okay, okay, I see, I see what she's saying. You're not necessarily becoming a salesperson. You sell yourself by how you dress, by how you talk. You sell yourself every day when you are going out in public. You know, am I, <clears throat> am I being am I being a, a good person today or am I being an asshole that doesn't put the shopping cart right where it belongs when I'm done with it? Um, you sell yourself when you're trying to find a partner to be romantic with. Um, you sell yourself everywhere you go. So, so did you, so when you went to Atlanta, were you looking forward to going this? Were you dreading it? Cause it sounds like it was beneficial for you. It was actually beneficial for me. I kind of had fun. I was nervous at first because at the time I was extremely socially awkward. 
Can I ask and about I, how old you were? Like just age frame, late teens, early twenties, mid. What? Where were you? And at this point, or, I was late teens. Late I'm teens. Okay. Say between seventeen to eighteen years old. Okay. And we already know I'm socially awkward enough as it is. Imagine me. Oh yeah, I think teenager. just from the first eight minutes that people have already picked up on there may be a hint of social awkwardness <laughs> for someone named Crackleberry. <laughs> Crackleberry punch. Right. Don't forget that punch. Sorry, I trust me. Every time I see you, I remember the punch. Oh dang! <laughs> I had I had my my. I had it turned down. Dang it. I missed out on it. <laughs> just like Bobby always says, I just missed that button. Missed what button? Exactly. Okay, so you went down. And what's the name of this person again that you went and saw? Danny Johnson. Danny J Danny Johnson. Hold on. Did it sound something? Did she sound like this? Hi, my name's Danny Johnson, and I'm so glad that you're here giving me your money so I can make you something special. Did it sound like that? Yeah, kind of. Cool, cool. I'm glad that it did. Uh, okay, so you went down there late teens and what did you come away from that from atlanta with what did you actually feel more inspired more uh, how how did you actually feel once you left there because you're dreading going there you had fun while you were there so what did you bring back to the midwest with you brought back basically knowing a little bit more about myself because she did a personality quiz to find out like, okay, what category is my personality? And she did it by, um, you know, the, the gems personality types or the animals. Like what type of animals? So a lion is someone who is in charge, uh, personality wise. And there's more to it than just them being in charge. I'm just going to go through them really quickly. Okay. And other people figure this out by themselves and, and look at the details on their own. And otter is extremely playful. A beaver is extremely organized and a golden retriever is extremely loyal. I have <laughs> heard of these. My mom did has, taught classes and done things on child development and things. And she talks about these. Now you would seem that at my advanced stage of 55 and my mom's advanced days of 84. So for at least 55 years, I'd probably heard about the, these animals, but I could not have told you which was which. Like I, I know, like once you mention it, but like I, whenever my mom would start talking about, First of all, as a man, you don't ever want your mom talking about beavers. Just kidding. Maybe that's more of a, if your mom comes and talks to you about beavers, it's probably more that sign. But um, no, so I never paid attention. So what are you? I'm a otter, like 100,000%. Okay, that, that's not a real number. 100% would be a real number. One, the number that you just gave everyone, not a real number. I know it's not, but I'm using it because okay. I'm... Feel free. I, I mean, you're Crackleberry I'm, Punch, so you do whatever you want. I am Crackleberry Punch, so I'm doing whatever I want, so... You know, I'm going to put down, 
for this episode, I'm going to put interview with Crackleberry Punch. And they are going to swear that they're tuning in listening to the worst stripper name ever. <laughs> I got I to gotta so listen good. to this. So he's got some stripper named Crackleberry Punch on. That's a stupid name for a stripper. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So anyway, I am a, mix, a good mixture of otter and golden retriever with a little bit of lion. I'm not going to lie. I've got a little lion in me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that one's for you. What? Why? You're not a lion. I'm not going to be lying to you. Get it? Did you not even see that you just did that? Uh, no, I did not see that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go ahead. So you ha- you're lying a little. You're uh, otter and some golden retriever. And I will just tell you, if that's an actual animal, that would be the ugliest animal I had ever seen in my life. Yes, it would be. But, so you got to get this straight. The otter comes first because my playful side is, like, almost always there. It is almost always. Uh, My golden retriever side is mostly there, but sometimes not. Because of my lion side, which is like, I kind of get bossy and um, I don't like people telling me what to do at times. You don't, ha- you don't have anyone that you're with on a uh, daily basis at work that tries to boss you around, do you? You don't have to answer no. that. Okay. Okay. Just, just checking. No, because I'm. I am an awesome person, and people barely have to ask me to do something because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I am my own boss. Mm-hmm. I do my job. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm not, like, being asked to do things all the time mm-hmm. means that I must be doing my job. Uh, and uh, what threw you off today? Two different colored boxes? Uh, yeah. That is my disorganized otter side, because let me tell you this. Otters love to play, but they are so not organized. They're just not. (laughs) So beaver is definitely not me. I am not organized. And that's what a beaver Um, is. Everyone loves an organized beaver. See? Okay. Okay. So so you you go down there, you find out that you are not a beaver, you're a, an otter retriever lion. And yep. what do you do with that when you get back to the Midwest? What do you take with this newfound knowledge that you have? Well, I know my strengths because of it. I know my weaknesses because of it, and I work with it. So, like, one of the things I try to compensate for my disorganization is I try to have organization in some form or another. My level of organization is not a beaver's level of organization, but it is better than nothing, and it works for me. Right. So, are you one of those people that it doesn't necessarily have to be in 
like a normal place that some people, it's just like you need to know where it is. Is that more where it is so that you're, you're organized so you know where things are, but other people may have difficulty finding mm-hmm. stuff? Actually, I'm one of those people that hates doors. I really hate drawers and doors because I can't see where it is. I need it to be out in the open where I can see it. Um, which is a problem because everything in the kitchen has drawers and doors. Right. <laughs> so labels actually help me quite a bit. Um, keeping everything in an organized labeled place actually helps me a lot. Um, cause I have executive functioning issues where I will forget that something even exists. If I put it away, I will not know it exists anymore. In my brain, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. <clears throat> okay. Which is probably why you don't have a lot of stuff. You like to live with very minimal stuff. And I wish that I lived that way. Yeah. I mean, I didn't always live that way. And I still feel I could be better at being a minimalist. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it. I just got to the point where I just got frustrated with just collecting stuff. Just to, like, I, I finally got to the point where hopefully, like, if I buy a new shirt or a new sweater, then an old shirt or old sweater is going out the door. I don't need to, because then I'm going to wear that other one less. If it's in good condition, I can give it to Goodwill. If it's not, I can turn it into something else. So, yeah, I... I if I lived on and I don't remember because it's been so long since I lived by myself, but when I lived by myself, I'm pretty sure that I maybe had two plates and a couple of cups and maybe one for, I mean, literally, because I, I know that my first place didn't have a dishwasher. So I learned how to do all my dishes by hand and it was just, and I never had anyone over. And, you know, sometimes like, so even the minimalist, like, We've talked about, so we, we minimize and, and have moved down into a two-bedroom apartment. And we used to have this gigantic four-bedroom home with this full-finished basement. And often we talk about, oh, we wish we could have that so we'd have that room for the kids and stuff. Well, the kids are grown. They're out of the house. The, uh, the in-laws and my parents, they, they don't need a place to stay. We don't have grandkids and probably will never have. So it's like, why would you want all this extra room that we're never going to use? Or like, you know, when we thought about having an extra room, just a spare room for the in-laws, but they only come up like a couple times a year. And my thought would be, why wouldn't we just put them up in a nice hotel instead of having an extra bedroom that we're literally going to utilize like 10 days out of the year? Doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So, and you know, it's so, but yeah. So you, you got back to Kansas City, to the greater Kansas City area. And so did this set you off on becoming a salesperson, like coming back with this newfound information about yourself and how to um, express yourself to others? Is this what led you into sales or did that come later? That came later. It kind of opened up my mind to kind of believing in myself because I never really did as a kid. I thought I was just this boring kid that always wanted to play and was obnoxious because of how playful I guess I've always been who is also not very good looking because I was pimply as fuck (laughs) 
So I always thought I was ugly and just not very smart. So so this, so being down there, um, so when you got back, so that helped your self-confidence. So what was the first thing a you noticed? What was the first a thing that others bit. noticed about you when you got back? Not much. I mean, I didn't really change because change doesn't happen overnight. So what was it the first thing to it. change and how long did that ta- change take place? How long did it take? I don't know, because I ended up getting married when I was almost 20 years old. And <clears throat> I was dating my ex-husband at the time, like, when I was about 18 and 19 years old anyway. Uh-huh. And getting to know him and everything, I thought everything was going great. But looking back, I'm just like, oh, I was a train wreck. <laughs> Going all right with the relationship or going all right with yourself? Myself in general and the relationship was a train wreck too. So you dated, so did you guys break up at all during this time? And I will tell you, this is one thing that did shock me. Just when I met you and I've only known you about six months now, but when I... When I met you one day, I said something, and you're like, well, I've been married, and I don't think – you could have kicked me in the nuts, and I wouldn't have had a more surprised look on my face, honestly. I was just <laughs> – because you – and I, I, I'm not – so I, I need everyone to understand. I'm not discounting myself. I understand how wonderful Bobby is to put up with me. But there are certain personalities that sometimes people would be like, oh, really? You have someone, do you? And so I think I was kind of taken aback by that when you were that you had told me that you were married. So did you ever have any, so were you steady with a person from the time you started dating to the time you got married? Or did you break up at yeah. all? No. Okay. I mean a lot of people will break up and get back together and break up and get back together and then they get married and they break up and it's like doy. I mean, did you not see that coming? So so you you guys started dating and then your natural progression and you got married. So what was the best part about getting married? Or was there one? Um, <clears throat> looking back, there wasn't one. I thought I was in love. Well, then maybe uh, that it taught you what love might really be. Or at least what you thought love that it's not. So maybe that's what it yeah. taught you. I mean, the best thing at the time was that I married my, my, what I thought was my best friend. Yeah. And he ended up not being my best friend because he actually, so I was really immature and everything, of course, and socially awkward. And you, I just want you to know you haven't grown out of either one of those. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all right. That's all right. I almost said your real name, Crackleberry Punch. Yeah, whatever. I know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, because of those two things, it did sort of make things challenging, uh, to say the least. How long? How but, long were you all married? So you dated for a couple years, and then you got married. How long were you all married? A year, but it was technically by law a year and a half. I just separated from him after a year. year. Okay. And was that a tough decision? I was working towards a divorce, and 
I was like, hey, let's get a divorce. I want it to be amicable. I don't want it to be a bad one. I just want, I just want out, you know, right. Let's go to the court and do the, do our thing and peacefully go. And we did. Did you we guys did have sex that. one more time after you decided to do that? Just to like, let's, let's just check this out. No, I had already moved on. Okay. Just checking. So you had an amicable divorce. You were married for a year together, a year and a half uh, on paper. So you moved out of that. What what big changes did you have coming out of that? Did you did you gain confidence that you hey I was able to stand up for myself? I said enough of what was going on. I'm not happy. I'm leaving. Uh, let's dissolve this marriage. Or what, did it go the other? I mean, how how did you feel after that? Um, at the time, I remember going, "Wow." I'm glad I dodged that bullet. And see, I think that's a, a great attitude to have because the of the people that I know have, that have been divorced, I think almost every one of them, if they got remarried, when they got remarried, it was it was the one and it was amazing. I I, I don't know anyone that tried it two or three or four or six times. And I was like, I just suck at this. So, um, so maybe you, you learned something out of that. It sounds like you did. Um, so where did you go after that? So you, so you, you leave the marriage. Now you're in your early twenties, correct? If I'm doing the math, right? Yep. I was 21. And now you're, so how was that being a divorcee at 21? I didn't think anything of it. It was just normal life to me. So what did people, when, if you were interested in someone, did you tell them that? Up? I mean, like, I don't know, like to me, like when I met Bobby, because I, my life before Bobby was quite different than it was the day I met Bobby. Everything, hold on, I have a sound for this. So um, when I met Bobby, it, it everything changed for me. And she could have said, now, I think if she would have said she had kids, that would have been a deal breaker. But I probably would not have found her out at a bar and taken her home the very first night if she had kids. Because then I wouldn't want to be with her because she would have been the worst mother ever because she just went on a one-night stand and left her kids at home. Um, so how was that for you being early 20? Where Did you talk about it freely with people? Like if people showed interest or did you ignore it? Or how did that go? I don't know. I don't remember that much. It wasn't like I was feeling embarrassed about being divorced. It probably came up, but <clears throat> how quickly did you jump back into the dating pool or dating scene, whatever like, it's called? Uh, I was probably a little toxic back then, but right away. What do you mean by toxic? Well, like throwing somewhere in a wood like, chipper toxic. <laughs> what the hell? No, I just, so I think it's kind of toxic to go directly into another relationship and not give yourself time to heal, to think, to process through everything that happened. You at least need a couple months to do that. And the body and the brain doesn't really process through things at least six months later. So I think I would have been better off if I had waited 
but I didn't. Did I was like, all right, that did, guy was terrible. Let's try another one. So and I uh, that's what I was going to ask, because that's one. the other thing. I hear that a lot of people, when they get divorced, that then they go out and just bang everything. Yeah, I guess it's because something to do with, okay, this one doesn't want me. Uh, who does? You know, and you immediately you go for the thing that hurt you, and that's not healthy. It's kind of toxic. And then you expect other people to want you, and it's like, no, you got to heal yourself first and figure out your own self. So were you able to do that in your early 20s? Is that something you're still working on? I'm still working on it now, but it'll always be a process that I work on for the rest of my life because of all the trauma that I've been through in my childhood and my adult life. I was then I so the the very next guy that I ended up being with I was with for five years. Um, he was my longest relationship so far. Um, I haven't been with anyone else outside of him longer than five years. <clears throat> my third relationship ended up being about a year. But I was actually in a polyamorous relationship at that time. And I'm sure that you're curious about that one. I am. Um, so what is polyamorous again? There's too many terms. Remember, I'm old and I've been with the same woman for 27 years. So <laughs> so any any man? any term that's come up I and I haven't discussed it with our kids, then I'm not going to, I don't know. So what is polyamorous? I've heard the word, but I've. explained it already. What's that? Let me explain it already. Okay, then. tell me. <laughs> so polyamory is where you are in a consensual relationship where all parties are aware of it, but you're not in a relationship just one-on-one. -on -one. It could be with three people. It could be with four people. So are you they all are they all in the same relationship or like you're you're with two two different I'm people, about but those. To that. Okay, I'm so, jumping ahead. Yes, you are. Let me finish. So when you're in a polyamorous relationship, sometimes uh, I'm going to just come up with names. Okay, let's say Andy is with uh, Shane. Okay, and then Shane is also interested in another person named Ashley. But Ashley is not actually interested in Andy's boyfriend. So the, just those two will, <clears throat> you know, uh, do the sex. But I'm sorry. I'm other. sorry. What All do you call that again? Do the sex? <laughs> you, yes, I do may, the sex. I may not know a lot of the current terminology, that, but that should be basic <laughs> terminology, and it's not do the sex. <laughs> Just so you know. Okay, so so some in the polyamorous relationships are doing the sex, some are not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some of them can be, sometimes it's where they actually have a threesome. Sometimes it's not. They're just all, not all of them are in a relationship, and sometimes all of them are in the same relationship. Yeah. Does that That's... make sense? Uh, yeah, but it's it's too much going on. I mean, and uh, I'm totally fine with everyone li living their own life. I'm just speaking for me personally because 
Our youngest once said that the best father advice that I ever gave them was always be prepared for a threesome or an orgy. And the, I had given that advice, and I have given that a lot of thought. I, because I had not given it thought at one time, I had the opportunity, and the only thing I could think of was these girls are trying to steal my wallet. That's the only thing I could think of. Instead of enjoying like, oh, this may be a threesome. So, but now that I think about it, it ha- it has no appeal to me because, and we, Bobby, Bobby, I'm sure would be the first to to acknowledge this, but I have difficulty always satisfying just one woman. So if there's other people involved, I don't want to let more than one person down at a time. That's basically what I'm saying for myself. Sure. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> It does have that element to it, and you have to be honest. You have to be uh, willing to understand that people will get jealous, even if they don't mean to be jealous and they don't want to be possessive and everything, but they still have those feelings. And you have to understand that because they're all individuals with, hey, what about me? So Everybody kind of feels that to some degree. So how how do you feel about that? Do you... Do you enjoy a polyamorous relationship more than, say, a one-on-one or, I guess, two people, whatever, like two people? Um, It's a lot to handle. I did it once, and I won't do it again. Okay. And how many people, can I ask, how many people were involved in yours? Just me, one, just me and, and two guys. Okay. So they were not interested in each other. I was just interested in them. Okay. So, and how did that work out initially? Like, I mean, like, I don't, ugh, I, I don't even think I want to know how that conversation comes up. Although maybe I do, because we go to a swingers club, so maybe I should be aware when certain terminology is being used. So how did you find yourself into a polyamorous relationship? Or were you dating one of them and then you're like, hey, I'd like to fuck your friend too. And they were like, okay. I was like, hey, um, I've got something that I don't know if you're going to like this or if you're going to be okay with it, but you already know that I'm bisexual. You already know that I do have feelings for more than one person and stuff like that. But there's someone else that I'm interested in, and I wonder what you think about that. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess. And I was like, oh, okay. So were, so were you prepared if they said, uh-uh, no, not, no. Were you prepared for yeah. that answer? Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. But it was just coming to him and letting him know that, hey, yep, I got feelings. And I'm curious to know where this might go. Um, How long were you in that relationship? It was uh, about six months that it was going on before one of them just got way too jealous. And I was like, this is not working. One of you guys has to go. I'm sorry. You can't be jealous like that. Um, And of course, the one that was being jealous was the one that I was like, okay, we're done. Because I wasn't going to have it. I wasn't going to have the stupidity and the jealousy. Right. Right. So you move on. He was like, 
I, I can't have you doing whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do whatever I want. And if you have a problem with it, take that up with yourself. Right. Okay. So, but he, he knew going into it what was going on. So was this the, yeah. the person that got jealous? Was this the first person that you were with or the second person that came into the relationship? It was the first person. Okay. But if I was being honest, I wish that I ended up staying with him, even though I knew that I didn't want to be with him in the long run. Um, and this is part of the toxicity that was me. I've done a lot of growing and I realized that I was just, I mean, he knew that, that I was, I, I was honest with him. I was like, I don't know if we're going to be together forever, but maybe we might. I'm not sure if I'm interested in long-term. Um, I just want to see where this goes and see if we stay together. So he knew that. But at the same time, if you're thinking that you might not be with someone forever, why do it? Why make it a thing? Why be you know, why introduce your family to them and right. everything like that, which is what I did. I in introduced him to my family. The reason why I say I wish I would have ended up staying with him instead of the second guy is because the second guy ended up um, like coercing me into thinking that it was my fault for, uh... is it okay if I talk about this? Yes. Okay. He actually coerced me into thinking that it was my fault for arousing him if I didn't want to uh, be um, Sexual? penetrated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I and, didn't know how to say that on the podcast. Oh, you can say it however the fuck you want. Uh, yeah, so, uh, see, we couldn't have that rule with Bobby because Bobby, like, says hi to me, and I'm like, it just moved. Why? And after 27 years... It still does yeah. that, so we couldn't we couldn't have that rule. But yeah, I that that seems like a a, a kind of odd rule. So yeah, and eventually, like he started um, kind of stonewalling me, and I didn't know why. And he's like, "You should know why." And I was like, "I actually don't." you're a grown man and you should tell me your feelings because you're not a baby. Right. And he, he just wouldn't tell me even though I said that. And he started like getting to me by stonewalling me. And eventually it came out that he goes, uh, you know, sex is like ice cream where two people order their own ice cream, right? And one person that wants to eat the whole thing can, but you can't ask the other person, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm telling this wrong. He said, if one person only wants to eat half and the other person wants to eat the whole thing, you can't ask the other person to also only eat half. And I was like, that doesn't, sound right to me because what he was saying was if I only want to participate in uh, maybe kissing or cuddling or whatever then I should expect him to want to actually do the thing do the sex 
Yeah. So he, so if if you made bodily contact with him, then it was on. Like Donkey Kong, as the kids would say. Well, older kids, like kids right. my age. And he couldn't he couldn't control himself, which makes me now I really hate. And I absolutely mean this. I hate young men. I do not like young men. They all are annoying and they all can't control themselves. They're and, all stupid. And those of a certain age would be illegal too. Hey oh <laughs> So, so what do you consider a young man? I consider a young man like 27 or younger. Okay. Okay. They're all stupid. They're all just. Oh, yeah. We don't grow out of that. Some of us just express it differently and some of us hide it in. And I, I'm probably the, I express my, yeah, we don't grow out of stupidity. This is probably just coming from the, I haven't healed completely 100% from the fact that he coerced me and I didn't realize it until a year after he broke up with me. Thank God he broke up with me. So would you have ever broken up with him? Nope. I would have probably been in a very, very toxic relationship. My personality probably would have changed and I probably would have changed a lot of my boundaries for him. So, and that was... So the polyamorous relationship was the first, like, real relationship after your marriage? No. Okay. My first real relationship ended up being with a guy for five years. Okay, right. Okay, sorry. Um, So after the polyamorous relationship, and then you go to the single guy, and then he finally breaks up with you, where does that leave you on the, like, do you, because you're single now, are you not? Eh. Eh. Okay, that's a good enough answer. So your aunt, eh, do do you use like how do people find people nowadays? Is it always apps or do people ever meet like just run into someone at the grocery store and say, "Hey, can I get your number?" Beep boop 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 beep. I guess they it wouldn't be that sound that would be made. I mean, I let a friendship develop first, but it's for me. I prefer not to go on apps because apps are a little. A little impersonal, even though you write bios and you're really thorough about who you are and say who you are, but you, you're not, you are not your internet personality. Your right. internet personality and what you choose to say on your bio is not, <clears throat> is not what you are in person, in the moment when you're having actual interactions with people. Right. Okay. So... I want to ask you earlier, you had mentioned your childhood, because I don't know, you were homeschooled, correct? Yep. Okay, so were you homeschooled like your entire, so like your entirety of your your learning career, or were you homeschooled to a certain age? Did you ever, I know I'm asking a lot of questions in succession, or did you ever attend a public school? I was homeschooled my entire life. So how does someone who's homeschooled, because I got to tell you, I don't know anyone personally that I know of that was homeschooled. How do you build those interactions with, did you live in a community where there were a lot of other kids around and so you were able to interact on on some level with kids or was it strictly you were just homeschooled and it was more of just your family? Um, Most days it was just my family 
and we have a sort of culture about us that is only us. And my sister, uh, for example, is the only person on the face of the planet that actually knows that culture and actually continued that culture the way that we do it. So, for example, not a lot of people understand that we never get bored of making silly faces at each other all day long, whatever, we don't care. Other people get bored of it. We never get bored of it, ever. And there are certain noises we'll make at each other that only we know. We have our own little kind of language and we know what we're talking about. We know exactly what we mean. And nobody else gets that. Yeah, nobody I was, was going to say, I, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, what would my the worst version of hell be? And I was thinking it was always if I was somewhere cold. That would be my version of hell. But now I've decided <laughs> it's if I'm somewhere cold with you and your sister. That's where I, I believe I the sounds and the face, because I'm well aware of the faces. <laughs> And if these sounds have any similarity to your laugh, oh my gosh. So the, between the faces and the sounds that I've heard you make, and, and I'm just, I'm going to go on a limb and say, I haven't even seen the weird shit yet. I mean, and, and here, let me also say this in advance. I do not want to see the weird shit. Just so you know that I just want that to be said. I'm sure that you have weird shit that you have that just you and your sister, just keep that between you two. <laughs> or or you don't have to keep it between you two. Just keep that, like, away from me. Like, nowhere near <laughs> my sphere of influence. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. So, so how many siblings do you You're have? To it is the problem. Oh my gosh! Don't don't say you and exposed to it in the same sentence. I don't I don't need to hear that either. So how many siblings? You mentioned your sister. Do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I've got a blended family. So uh, so how many brothers and sisters? How many how many uh, brothers and sisters that are share the same mother and father as you? So there's five of us total that share the same mother and father, two that are step siblings. Okay. So do you have so uh, on your your blood relatives because the blended family probably diluted the crazy, so I would assume that they're not as crazy as you. God, please. Oh god, I hope they're not as crazy as you, which is fine. If they are, if they're not, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But on your They are really about it they're not as crazy as us but see it was blended crazy. i knew it is diluted right yeah uh-huh yeah so 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 you have five you have four siblings is that correct blood siblings yep. okay and any boys or is it all girls it's one boy four girls okay so uh is how brother where's the brother in the age range uh, of all of you my oldest sister, my brother, me, and my two younger sisters. Okay, so you're in the middle, and your brother, your brother's in between. So, is he as crazy as you? I have a feeling that he probably has to be just to keep up with all you ladies. Uh, my brother was always sweet about it. The fact that I was different 
And by different, I mean, I'm on the spectrum of autism. Uh Um, And so is my younger sister. And we know how to mask it. Like we know how to try and fit in somehow. And I guess we sort of blunder along trying to figure out life and being normal. And sometimes we even like, I remember going through the being a teenager and going, wow, do I really not understand what people are thinking and feeling? I thought I did, but I thought everyone thought the same things that I did, but apparently not. Right. (laughs) And I just remember going through all like the facial expressions on the internet. I just started scouring the internet and I'm like, whoa, that's what people mean. Okay. And so I started to try to like watch TV shows and sort of emulate all these different facial expressions and even like in the mirror going, okay, this is what we do with this. This is what we do with that. And I think for the most part, I've got them all down. (laughs) I would say good Um, 75%. Let's go with 75%. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you... You've seen some of my facial expressions. Oh, my God, And yes. some of them are just like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> I still, I mean, I know you have them, but sometimes you do them. And, it, and the funny thing is for the audience is so when I first told Bobby about your facial expressions, it was funny. The next time I was at work, Bobby sends me a text. She goes, hey. Steve McKell will do the facial expression. And I don't think she, I don't think she actually thought, see, I know that she knew I would ask you, but I didn't think that she thought you would do it. And you did the face and I took the picture and returned. But that's where both of us. So the weird thing about, well, the strange thing about me is that I was much later in life, like within the last few years that I was finally diagnosed for being on the spectrum. And, but The weird thing is if anyone would have listened to the way I talk, to the way I react, they would talk about the situations, but then they would be, uh, they would discount that. I mean, in almost every social interaction, you, you would be like, oh, well, he has some deficiencies on, on on things, but they would write it off. And I, and I don't know exactly why that was, but it was, it's weird because they would be like, I hate that though. I hate that. Like, I hate the fact that they think that something is wrong with us when there's no fucking thing wrong with us. No. Well, you know me. I think I'm... right about us, we are honest to the bone. We have no reason to lie to people because we actually prefer honesty. Right. Uh, We say what we mean, (laughs) and people think that we're rude for it. And I hate that. Yeah, and, that, and that's that. and that's what people would say to me because they they would be like, well, that's rude or something, and it's like you know, like sometimes like if I ask someone their weight, like, but I'm not gonna just ask someone their weight. Well, maybe I would, but generally it would be yeah. because it, generally it'd be because of something like, oh, well, I'm trying to figure out how many of us can be on this on this elevator car or what. You know, it's not like I'm just asking. And, and I don't understand why people like it's just it's like either real or it's not. You you have a number. If you step on a scale, there will a, 
a number will appear. And that's what you... Yeah, are, I don't it, follow the social rules. I don't follow the social rules. Right. And, and it's but, not because I'm an asshole. It's because I don't get them. I right. don't understand them. And people don't get that. People assume your intent and there is no intention. Like there, there was no rudeness intended in what I just said and what I just did. Right. And that's, so is for someone of a high IQ, I often get very frustrated. I get frustrated with just stupid fucking shit. Like, you know, saying, Oh, well, I didn't bring the stuff I needed to try these on. Okay, because the it should be like, oh, well, great, look around, come back when you have your shoes and your inserts or whatever you need. But no, they want to <laughs> they want to fucking waste time and try on all the shoes and go, well, I don't know if these are gonna fit because I don't have the right socks or insert. No shit. We just established that two hours ago. Why are you... So, but yeah, so sometimes I wish that I could just say what really needs to be said. But some, like you say, you know, socially that's not accepted. I mean, it, like age is always a weird thing. Uh, Weight, I like don't understand. And I'm horrible. Like literally if I was like those carnival people that guess people's weight, I literally would be the worst. I mean, I am so bad at weight. Um, so anywho, anyhow, anyway, you you grew up uh, as a homeschooled person. You're on the spectrum. Your sister is so is. And I know that right now you're very close to your younger sister. Is, do you think that's because of you all? Is this the one that's on the spectrum? Yep. Okay. And do you believe that that's why? Because you all see the world kind of through the same lenses. You guys kind of process information uh, the same way. Is that why the two of you are so close or does it have to do with age? Well, I think that has to do with actually not age because we're, we're eight and a half, uh, about eight ish years apart. Uh huh. So there's a huge age gap when you're a child right. growing up with a newborn baby sister Right. At the age of eight, they're not growing up with you. So, no, I don't think it's age. <clears throat> um, when we got to a certain age where she was able to understand adult things, finally, I was still being cautious because she, she was such a young adult. There were certain topics I was just very careful about, especially the topic of sex and everything. I was just like, okay, be careful. Use a condom. That was the extent of it. <laughs> you know, right. Um, you know, and just make sure that you, you know, that you, that you can say no and stuff like that. But, you know, until she turned a certain age, I just didn't relate to her about certain subjects. But right. the one thing that we could always do was our culture, the way that we communicate with each other and process information. So I think that has something to do with both of us being on the spectrum partially and partially the fact that we have a certain culture with ourselves. Right. And I think that's one reason that you and I get along the way that we do both positively and negatively <laughs> is just because, because I don't, I mean, it, it is, but you have to acknowledge, I mean, I think everyone yeah. has to acknowledge, and, but I do think that that's it. And I think that we both understand that. So it just allows us to, okay, we'll move on from that. I mean, we butt heads, right. we butt heads. And then it's just, it's water under the bridge and we just keep going on because that's what adults do. 
Or that's, yeah. yeah. Or I guess that's what adults with autism or on the spectrum, whatever you want to say, do. So, yeah, um, because it's too much information for the brain to try to process all the time. So it's yeah. just like, up, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, and, and I will also say that people that, uh, there'll be someone that I'm having on the program here very uh, shortly from the society, and his IQ is so far ahead of my, like, I'm in the top 1.1% of IQs. He's in the top 0.1% of I, all IQs. So, like, I'm an idiot compared to him. Like, I'm actually nervous, eh, not nervous really, because I'll be looking forward to it, but there'll be some some nervous excitement talking to him because I... <laughs> I mean, because because so I, I will feel like an idiot compared to him. And I will say that he'll probably hold me in the same disdain that I sometimes hold other people. But, you know, it is what it is. And it's uh, like you say, you, you, you have a culture and whether that's culture with your family, your coworkers, your friends in life. I mean, that that's what it's really about, those people there. So what I'm going to do is because I think this could be a three-hour show, and neither one of us have time for a three-hour show tonight. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end it with us catching up to there. We In your life, we're in your mid-20s, even though we're doing a little bit of backstory now. Can I ask Crackleberry Punch to be on the show again? Yeah. Okay. Was it as bad as you thought it was going to be? I don't know. Oh. I guess I... I guess knowing the fact that I've just admitted that I'm on the spectrum and I've never, I've never actually told anyone that. There you go. Uh, What the fuck was that? That was clapping. That was applause for you. Um, uh, okay. (laughs) Thanks. But yeah, I guess because there's certain people that I've, kind of didn't want to know um well they don't know who you are unless you go around by the actual name crackleberry punch they're not gonna know hey here's the thing don't tell them to listen to this show either there you go and if they listen okay so like here's the thing like bobby and i i always said that we should make porn and she's always afraid that someone we know is gonna see it and my thing is they're not going to come up and say anything about it. Just like if someone actually listens to the show and they know who you are, they are not going to say anything to you. Actually, there are probably three people that would say something to you. No one else would say anything to you. Hold on. I got a sound for that one too. Can you hear my sounds on your end? Yeah, I can. I just want to make sure. Okay. So, so, good thing and also i have one more question oh for my you. gosh yes ma'am so i personally if i'm around someone who's extremely intelligent i actually kind of feel not so i don't actually feel that nervousness <laughs> i actually feel i don't know what i feel i kind of what would what feeling would that be happiness like, I don't know, kind of excited. But why would you feel nervous that they're going to judge you? So it, it's just, well, it's it's just the difference between, the way it originally came up was, so my IQ is 136. The average U.S. 
adult IQ is 103. So that's a difference of 33. Okay. And if I was to speak to someone that had a 170 IQ, they were 33 points, 34 points above me, then they would think that I would, they would have the same troubles talking to me as I would to someone. Cause I do have trouble talking to people with average or low IQ. I just, we don't have the same, I don't do small talk. I, I, fucking hate small talk with a passion. And so I can, I can force it, but dang it. I hate to do it. So, um, so I just feel like, I don't know. I, luckily I think that I, I'm pretty good at asking questions and follow-up questions. So in the format, it, I think it's going to be fine. If me and Harry just hung out, he may look at me like, literally, can I get away from this guy? Cause I would probably say something that, that he would think is stupid, just like sometimes people will say stuff, and I and I will look at him, and that's the the thing that's very hard for someone like us to do is not have our face react exactly how we're feeling. I always have that problem. Okay, uh, Crackleberry yeah. Punch, thanks for being on. Hey, you're welcome. I, I'm glad that it wasn't as painful as you thought it was going to be. I mean, parts of it was, I was like, oh my gosh, we're talking about myself. This is so boring. I know. I mean, when you talk about yourself, isn't it boring? It's, no, I'm pretty amazing. So talking about me, why do you think I started about, my entire life? The first hundred episodes was me drooling on for two hours by myself, just listening to the sound of my own sweet voice. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Crackleberry Punch, thanks for uh, joining the program. I appreciate it. And I, You're welcome. I know that they're going to want you back, so we'll, we'll have to figure out a time to fin fin catch up to where we are now, okay? Oh, God. If anyone is interested, they're, they're seriously demented. Cause, uh, well, <laughs> well you know what? Worried. Lucky us, we have a lot of demented listeners, so we're probably in pretty good hands. Hey. Great. Thanks for being on the show. Everyone else, thanks for listening to the program. This is the Stone Genius. My name is Ro. We'll talk to y'all later.